Hello everyone and welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Ashley Stewart and this is Awareness with Ashley. Each week I take a quote and I talk about what it means to me and how it applies to chronic illness. This week though, I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break from that and I'm going to be talking about a topic that actually applies more to my everyday life right now in actually two different ways. Then I'm going to be talking about something that not only comes up with life with chronic illness and chronic pain, but also applies to like going through whatever the shift in identity is that I'm currently going through. Some may call it a spiritual awakening. I'll first get into this topic and how it applies to chronic illness and chronic pain, and then at the very end talk about it how it applies to spiritual awakening. I'll also briefly talk about why I'm not a fan of the term awakening too. So if you guys are interested in that particular topic, feel free to stick around to the end, but if you only want to listen to about how this applies to chronic illness and chronic pain, it will be a very obvious shift when I move from the end of that topic into the topic about spirituality and all of that. The reason why I want to have this separation is because I do want to actually spend some time talking about this, but it's not really the core of my channel and it's honestly really, really hard for me to talk about it and it's not something that I'm actually talking about very much at all right now. It's hard to and I don't really have the words. Like, whenever I try, I just kind of start sitting in silence. And that sometimes works on video, but it will not work for a podcast. So the topic of this video is actually what I'm fine, or when I say I'm fine, or when I say I'm good, what that really means in the underlying context. Because it's not always a direct pointing at... I'm feeling good or feeling fine. In fact, I tend to use this kind of like how we do in colloquial everyday language. I've actually talked about in previous videos about how this question particularly annoys me and it's because it leads to this particular situation where I have to use words that feel inauthentic in the moment because of the way that I express how I talk about this particular part of my life and who often is asking about this. Also, when you work in a public-facing job or you work with a lot of people, you inevitably get asked this question. It's not always not only an appropriate situation, but it's not always that I want to be sharing exactly how I'm feeling. So when I tell you I'm good or I'm fine, it may mean actually just that. I may be feeling pretty good. That being said, I likely won't use I'm fine if I'm in a good place though. I'm fine often translates to I'm answering your question and I'm acknowledging that you're talking to me, but I don't want to talk about it. It bugs me that I have to express in this way as it feels highly inauthentic in the moment, but it's the quickest way to answer a question that gets me out of an awkward situation where I might not be wanting to share. And this actually, like I said in the intro, is why I don't like being asked how I'm feeling. And I'm going to get into different reasons why during this particular podcast. I'm apologizing my voice cracks a little bit. I've been observing a lot of silence lately as I go through a lot of emotional and shadow work, which I'm going to explain later on when I get into the spirituality part of this video. So 
just bear with me if my voice comes in and out. I'm just not used to talking all that much right now. Despite the fact that I have a fairly normal life, whatever that means, and I do a lot of communication, I'm basically silent now whenever I have the opportunity to, so that's probably why my voice is cracking a little bit. I also got up a little later today, so maybe I'm just not awake yet, who knows? <laughs> Anyways, as I said, this question leads to a very inauthentic answer sometimes, but it keeps me out of an awkward situation. People have to understand that migraines can hit very quickly, and IIH used to hit with very little warning when it came to this massive headache pain. I could be having no symptoms and horrible pain 20 minutes later. So asking me at, let's say, for example, 11 a.m. can be a different response just so shortly thereafter. Like, it can hit so fast that you can be fine at, like, let's say 11 a.m. And 11.15, 11.20, you're like, I feel like I'm, like I'm dying from the pain. Like, it can hit so quickly in some cases. And I don't know whether having warning is better or worse sometimes because when you get the warning, it's just like, it's almost like you have anxiety about how bad the pain's gonna be. But I'm not gonna get into that in this particular video. This is a bit easier than it used to be as I usually don't have symptoms hit that fast now, but sometimes they do. I actually remember a few weeks ago, I was at work actually it was i think it was one of my saturday shifts and felt fine when i got there and then i could feel that something was changing and then all of a sudden like i think i was like maybe an hour and a half two hours into my shift i was suffering and i was in a lot of pain for the rest of the day actually. I just wanted to basically get through that shift. There are some times when I feel perfectly fine and there are some times where it's just like, oh boy, this is not good. And you can feel this shift a little bit, but it's not always obvious when it's coming. Now, I may not realize I have migraine symptoms until well into it or even after the pain because I'm not used to how they present sometimes. Not only for me does the Amivig actually help prevent some migraines from happening at all, but some of the symptoms have changed as well after being on the medication for a while. And so it's not always obvious because I don't often have a lot of pain that I may actually be going through a migraine. And because for me, I've never had consistent auras before the headache pain. It's also very hard to tell with a little warning. And it's not often until either I'm experiencing some of those later symptoms that happen in postrome or like, oh, I'm feeling really, really, really fatigued. I'm wondering if what I had at X time was a migraine. Like it's that subtle now, which is great but it's hard to actually have the ability to even abort it then because you don't, you can't hit that particular window where you, when you can abort it. So I actually like don't take a lot of abortive medications because I often don't realize what's happening until well after they're underway and then it's too late. There are some times though where migraines like can present very similar to how they used to, so then there is an opportunity there to use something, but a lot of times there, 
very unpredictable in the way they present now so it's very hard for me to do that with very casual relationships like those at work unless i have shared this part of my life with you or you have watched my videos, you likely have no idea that I even manage a chronic illness or a chronic pain. I don't go around talking about it as I'm very cautious about who I open up to about this. This is why having an invisible illness is both a blessing and a curse to me. It's great that random people don't poke around with inappropriate questions, but that's at the same time, unless you say something, People might not understand that you're having a bad day. What I'm getting at with this section is that unless I actually say to you, this is happening, this is why I'm not functioning at the level that I should be, you're probably not going to know that I'm even experiencing any problems. I'm a very emotional person and I've always been emotional and feel like I'm almost letting people down when I say, oh, I'm sick today. I don't know where this was kind of driven into me. I don't know if this is a personality thing with me. I don't know where it comes from, but I always get super, super emotional when I admit to someone that I'm actually sick. And like I said, I have no idea where this comes from, but like for me, to say on my podcast as an example, oh, I'm not feeling well today, I have a migraine, is a very different expression than when I'm actually not feeling well and have a migraine and have to tell it to somebody. There's like an emotional response when I'm actually not feeling well. I have no idea where this comes from. I don't know why this is. I don't know if it's because I seek out comfort from people who are closest to me when I'm actually not feeling well. I don't, I don't know why this is. I don't know why I get super emotional or all of that, but it's a thing that happens. And so it's very, very hard for me to admit because I often get emotional that I'm actually not feeling well that day. This means that I tend to not say anything when I probably should sometimes because it does affect my ability sometimes to do certain parts of my job. It does affect my ability to be as productive as I can be. It's almost like it's a, a type of surrender in the moment to, yeah, I still have this thing that happens and it does affect my ability to be the best I can be. And I, I don't, like I said, I don't know why I have this response. I don't know if there was something that happened when I was a kid that maybe led to this being conditioned into me, but I do get emotional when I'm not feeling well. And so that leads to even more resistance because I don't like being emotional in front of others. I'm very independent and all of that when it comes to sharing my emotions. Like, I feel like I can express because I am a female, but even then, like, it's almost like I have this conditioning where, yeah, but it's never appropriate in the situations that I'm in. <laughs> I don't know. It's really hard to explain this particular thing. So for those of you who don't understand when I talk and say things like shadow work, all of that, I'm talking about something specifically that is in a spiritual practice where you kind of dig into your deeper demons basically and you confront and admit where you have certain, I guess, flaws or you 
tend to react the way you do and it's actually really insightful to understand how you react to something but it's really hard to admit when you have things that you don't want to admit about yourself that's basically what shadow work is and it's something that i am going through along with some pretty strong emotional work but like i said I'm not going to get into that until I'm I'm done with talking about the chronic illness part of this. Because people who are often asking me this, I don't consider really, really close people in my life. When I'm still trying to process a lot of this myself, even now, and have trouble coming up with the right words, it's very hard for me to talk in to them about this and you wonder too about how deep you should be going that's one of the reasons why i find having this particular platform is so freeing because i can open up about exactly what i want to and be very careful about what i share and there are often times where i may have expressed something that i've talked about during the recording that doesn't get shared but you don't have that luxury when you're in the real world. You don't have that luxury of editing out something. So it's hard to know about what is appropriate and what is not appropriate to share. And like what you feel comfortable and what you don't feel comfortable with sharing is still something that I'm still trying to work out. Also, like when I'm asked the question about how are you doing? Because we use this in such a colloquial way, it's hard to know whether people are actually interested or whether they're just trying to make small talk conversation. That's another reason why I don't like the question, how are you? Because we use it so colloquially that it's hard to understand, oh, does this person actually care about how I'm doing today? Or are you just trying to make it so that the silence isn't awkward? Which I'd rather you stick to the silence then ask me how I'm feeling at this point in my life. People think that silence is so awkward and so weird and you're being antisocial, but like if you're just trying to fill up conversation with how are you feeling without actually caring, in my opinion, it's uh, a little awkward. As I was saying, this is why it's kind of nice that people can't see how I'm feeling or like, I I'm sure some people can tell at this point like, my face, I cannot hide my facial expressions. So, if I'm having a really, really rough time, it probably does show in my facial, facial expressions. I love the fact that this is invisible in some ways because you don't get asked inappropriate questions or questions that maybe aren't appropriate or how you feel maybe not appropriate to the, that particular situation. At the same time, it would be nice to sometimes show when I'm not feeling well so that people could see how you look and go, you're here today, but you may not be functioning as well as what you should be, and that's okay. That being said, that is where I'm going to end this particular part on the stuff about the chronic illness and chronic pain, and now I'm going to get into this in the topic of the spirituality stuff, so if you're not interested, feel free to leave the podcast now. I totally understand this topic is not for everyone, 
But it is a really, really big part of my life right now, especially as I'm going through everything that I'm going through. My life has changed so much since my retreat last year. This particular part of my life, although I don't talk about it, with really anyone. It's much more than meditation now and I'm gonna be getting into this for the rest of the podcast. Like I said, if you guys aren't interested in this, I totally understand but if you are and you want to hear a little bit more about my story and my experience with this in a more deeper way, then feel free to stick around for the rest of this. I am pretty open about talking about how much meditation has been a benefit to my life. Even on the channel, I've talked about it. But recently, meditation is only the tip of the iceberg. I'm going through a massive shift in the way I perceive what the world. It's a bit less accepted, and I keep this part of it to myself. That being said, the same thing about having a rough time with emotions and shadow work that comes with the shift can result in a similar situation to what I experienced with chronic illness. I often get asked these days, how are you feeling today? How are you doing? And although my kind of default is when it comes to how I'm feeling with my head. So if I'm having, I'm feeling relatively normal, I pretty much easily say, oh, I'm good. These last couple of weeks have been a very different story. So I've gone through periods of emotion and shadow work before during this process, but this time feels much different. I started feeling this particular I, strength of it, I would say. I don't even know how to word it, but I started feeling these periods of tension in my chest in the second to last week of July. These periods of emotional and feelings in my heaviness in my chest, they come in waves. That first one lasted, I would say, a couple weeks. It was definitely a little bit longer, but it wasn't quite as strong. It was a little bit more manageable, like it was noticeable and all of that. And then it would come in waves. So I can't even remember after that when the last time was. I think it was maybe around my birthday and then kind of left. And this last time has been some of the strongest emotions I have and shadow work I think I've ever gone through. What happens with this is that I cannot express it another way in any other way as if I feel like I'm dying. This is really weird for me because, like I said, I don't really talk about this, but it's because I don't talk about it that I probably don't really have proper words, but you can't really put words to this. And so, because I can't really put words to it, I can't really express how I'm feeling, and because I'm not with the people or talking with the people who are going through this with me, I don't have the same luxury of them understanding by kind of pointing subtly at it. So when I'm with people who are going through the same thing, I can do my best to describe and they're basically nodding along with me because they're experiencing the exact same thing as what I am in the moment. And you kind of communicate on a different level, even through like something like a Zoom call or even verbal communication or written communication. I don't get that same luxury because people aren't on the same path. So that pointing or the descriptions, they don't make any sense to the conceptual mind. Because 
your words aren't talking specifically about whatever the words you're using are. They're trying, you're trying to use words to communicate something that you can't really communicate. Hopefully, if you're watching this far, it's because you're on this path with me. And so, like I said, this emotional expression can make it very difficult because there's no words to describe what's going on. I'm not actually dying. I'm actually perfectly fine. It just, this shadow and emotion work makes it feel like I'm dying. And you know what? It's, it's perfectly fine. Everything is fine. It's just that, and you say that everything is fine, but the way you feel inside is this almost conflict because you're essentially going through a period of grief. That's another way I kind of use an analogy for this. It's like a, a loss. It's like going through grief. And it's actually a very similar grief to the grief I had with chronic illness when I was going through that as well. It's a loss in your identity. And it's a loss in who you think you are. That loss is very much experienced with chronic illness. In a slightly different way. But in a way that I think does open you up to some of this stuff, whatever this is. This shift, and I use the word shift because it's been a shift in the way I perceive everything around me and the way I perceive the world and all of that is often referred to as spiritual awakening. But I actually honestly don't like this term. I don't actually like the term awakening. I find the term kind of a bit of arrogant, especially when used to say, oh, I've had this thing happen when that thing isn't really a thing at all. Yeah, it's a shift in the way you see and the way you perceive current reality, but it just feels weird to say. So you probably won't hear me use the term awakening very often. And like I said, it's, I think there's this feeling of, ooh, that feels like arrogant because it makes it feel like I have something that other people don't and that they're broken in a particular way because they're still stuck in mind identification, which is what we call being identified with your particular identity and with your particular story. I like the way a shift in the perception of the way you see it because I'm just not perceiving the same thing that other people do in the same way. So I don't take my story is something as seriously. I'm still me in a particular way, but I, I'm not completely identified with the suffering that comes along with it. And this is particularly freeing because it means that there's not that suffering that comes with the loss of identity with the chronic illness. Although I, I went through that because I had that happen long before I had this shift. So, that did happen and I make people aware of that loss of and grief because it comes along with the territory of chronic illness and it's like a loss in identity in the same way almost but different because unless you find a way out of that particular suffering it can be very hard because your whole world is shattered and you don't have something to rely on or something doesn't shift so that oh, this is okay. Like, because you're still identified with that identity, if you have that loss come with chronic illness, 
you feel like you've lost absolutely everything because you've lost who you thought you were. So it's actually worse. It feels kind of the same, emo a similar emotional type of grief, basically. I don't really like the term awakening for those particular reasons. Because of this shadow and emotion work, I may use I'm fine or I'm good, but I'm actually going through a lot in the moment. And because there's no words to really describe what is actually happening, I say I'm good or I'm fine so that I don't have to talk about it despite the fact that it's not really an authentic expression of how I'm feeling. People who are actually healthy a lot of the time will likely take these as the truth in the moment. Like, oh, she's feeling good today. Not necessarily. Like I said, I'm more likely, specifically with me, to say I'm fine when I'm generally not, like I generally won't say I'm good. If you're interacting with me in a more professional way, I will probably say I'm good, despite the fact that I may not be. So there's that particular situation too. It's interesting though, because it feels like a very inauthentic expression to say I'm good or I'm fine when I'm really not. Like when it comes to either the way I feel about chronic illness or like if I'm having a bad day with that or if I'm going through a rough emotional period of time or if I'm going through and dealing with the shadow work. It feels so inauthentic to s almost lie to myself with words and it almost feels like I'm more lying to myself with the words than I am to the other person but it's just too awkward to get into too much detail and I mean there are certain situations where you can't. I just wish that as a society, we didn't have this expression of small talk where we say we're good or we're fine or everything's fine when everything's not. Like, I wish it was more acceptable to actually express how you were feeling authentically. I think it would take different conditioning at this point for me to be actually open about that. It's hard to know for sure, actually. I think that's where I'm going to end this particular episode for today. I know it wasn't a quote and it's a little bit different than what I normally share, but I enjoyed this and I found it particularly helpful for me. So let me know what you think in the comments down below. As usual, you can find me across my social media platforms. I'm on Facebook at Ashley Stewart. You're, if you're watching this on YouTube, same thing. Or if you're not, you can find me on YouTube at Ashley Stewart as well. If you are watching this on YouTube, do hit the subscribe button and feel free to turn on notifications so you never miss another video. Going forward, I am pretty sure at this point that the podcast will go to about three or four weeks apart. That could change. There may be a little less podcasts in the next little bit, just because I like to do these on the weeks that I work Saturdays, and I probably won't be working every other Saturday in October. I don't know. I really don't know yet. So I suggest you have notifications turned on even just for those. That being said, if you want to get notified every time I release a short video, I suggest you have turn notifications turned on for that as well. Those short videos are released at exactly the same time every day, at least until I decide to take a break. I likely will be taking a break this year from 
American Thanksgiving. So I'm in Canada, so we don't observe that, but I'm actually taking a few days before I leave for retreat off to prepare for that. So my retreat is actually around that time this year. So it's a little bit later than what it was last year. I'm probably going to be taking a break for a lot of that time and even a lot of December. I don't know if I'll be back in between the time that I'm done my holidays and Christmas because I usually do take a break at Christmas as well. I haven't decided yet. I probably will decide in the moment. I don't know yet. I will let you guys know about that more closer to the time. If you're wanting to, you can follow me on Instagram and threads as well as TikTok at Awareness with Ashley. You can find us as a podcast at Awareness with Ashley as well. If you like listening to podcast form, feel free to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform. My podcasts are pretty short, but they're meant to be a little bit more digestible and for you to take them on the go. So if it's something that you like and like to listen to on a commute, feel free to do that. If you're interested, you can also follow me on Twitter slash X at Ashley Stewart 94 I am really not using my Twitter much at all these days. With that being said, I think that's everything that I want to cover. Thanks for joining me and I hope to see you in the next one. Bye everyone!